It's a Christmas time, oh, it's so a Christmas. Oh, we remember the Christmas with all the Christmas, eating all the Christmas, looking at the Christmas, seeing all the Christmas, granddad's up the Christmas. Oh, then Christmas, it's snowing ben. on the Christmas, granddad. Ben, what? Ben. On the one hand, yeah. I kind of wanted to see how long you would go on with that before <laughs> you just stopped on your own. No, yeah. But on but on the other hand, I hated every second of it. Why why are you not just singing an existing Christmas song? Ah, oh, well you say you say it's copyright. I you know, you have to come up with something original. That's that's not how copyright works. Old Ian Shaking Stevens will be round my door for his three pounds seventy five. It's not saying, his name. I, I, I can't I can't do the accent. Oh, man, I want my 375. I can't, I can't do the voice. But, no, uh, no, you can't. Uh, see, so I start come up with something nice, something original, and something festive, because it's the Don't Let's Start Christmas special. Almost. It's it's, it's, it's nearly Christmas. <laughs> the nearly Christmas not especially special. I'll put some jingle bells on the theme. <laughs> Thanks, Brian Harvey. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Christmas. Hello, I am Naughty Ben Baker. <laughs> I am Big Ears Phil Catterall. No, no, I'm, see, you misunderstood. Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> Understood I, I was, perfectly. I was being glamorous and r- the rock rocking. You were being neither of those things, and you know it. Oh, well, you can't see the trousers I'm presently wearing. But needless to say, neither can I. I was going to say, clearly you're not wearing any trousers, yes. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, So, welcome to Don't Let's Nearly Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a bit of a follow-on from last week, where I launched my new Christmas book, Christmas Was Better in the 80s, which you can find now on Ben Baker Books for Kindle and Amazon and Lulu. And it's 125 plus uh, little reviews, sort of funny things, factual things about Christmas TV in... Probably the last decade that nostalgia really allowed itself to, because obviously we all had to sit round the same telly and there was no sky and there was no, well, no fourth channel when it became no. the decade and stuff. So uh, to, sort of, to do something to tie in with that a little bit more, we're going to play Dueling Christmas Schedules. We are. We asked you, the great British public, and I really do mean that most sincerely <sighs> <laughs> Look, it's Christmas. You, you've got, you've got a no. bit unpleasantly uh, sincere, obsequious. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we asked you basically for ideas of things we might find in the TV schedules that we've picked out, uh, and we've gone for the years to sort of get a good spread of the eighties, nineteen eighty one, and nineteen eighty five, and nineteen eighty nine. So, because Phil has all his own teeth and his tattoos <laughs> are spelt right, Fine. he gets to peruse the Radio Times. <laughs> just just that spider's web right. face. Yeah. That does count. <laughs> uh, I've got the TV Times, which of course uh, befits my status. <laughs> oh, I wish I was middle class! <laughs> and fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> And so, without any further ado, Phil's going to shout out a number. He has no idea what the options are or what numbers attached to them. No. So, how much sure it'll be? Well, it can all be described as content. <laughs> <laughs> it, will, it will be what we can only describe as recorded. Um... On. <laughs> oh, dear. So, without any further ado, 
Give us a number. Seven. Number seven. Number seven is uh, Twitter user David Belcher. And he gives us the excellent... Didn't they show this one last year sitcom repeat? Now, uh, to look at these, we've got the Christmas Eve, Christmas Day and Boxing Day schedules for the each year. So we're starting with 81. Christmas repeat. Oh, I, I've got I've got one. Okay, I'm, I'm, having, a, I'm having a look through. So uh, While you're looking, it's Christmas Day. I've got Rising Damp from 1975. Uh, I think it's from Series 2. Right. Uh, I think it's For the Man Who Has Everything from the write-up. I, I don't really know because I'll be honest with you. I'm not really bothered about Rising Damp. It's, it's all right. It's, it's fine. fine. But it's it's never been... It's, it's supposed to be the ITV sitcom you're supposed to like, but it's, it's fine. It used to be called Rooksby because in the pilot it was a giant rook. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not it. And it, it, it no, oh, I'm sorry. So I, I've gone through and the BBC's got Are You Being Served on Christmas Eve? And it's got Last of the Summer Wine on Christmas Day and both of them are new. I've got the uh, ratings actually for 1981 Christmas and for Christmas Day, Last of the Summer Wine was the most watched programme with 16.9 million. Okay. Uh, what what time was it on? 7.15. Oh, that's good for a good trip to fan sleep, isn't it? <laughs> that, that, that is a, I have eaten too much turkey and I will not move. That is, <laughs> that is what that is. Okay, well, I think I win that point. Yeah. So, uh, let's move on. Uh, number two. Number two is Ratty Old Puppet Fun. <laughs> now, when I say ratty, I don't mean Roland necessarily. Well, no. Indeed, to... this is before Roland. Yeah. PR, uh, pre-Roland. So, can you imagine the time? <clears throat> uh, well, have I got any puppets? Um, I mean, I've got uh... I've got some King Rollo on uh, on Christmas Eve. That's... No, puppets! Incorrect! <laughs> Okay. Um, See, I've got the Muppet movie on Christmas Day. Right. But I, I was not really thinking of Muppets. I was thinking of, you know, crap pu- puppets. Smiley. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> see what's on Boxing Day. Oh, I've got the, I've got the flumps. Does that count? Yeah, yeah, I think that probably does because that'll be old as well. That won't be a new flumps. It I'm is. Guessing. It does say repeat nine forty a.m. on Christmas Day. Oh, see, I, I've got. Emma Otter's Jug Band Christmas, Ooh. which is a Jim Henson special I love, that the ITV TV Times have gone with an animated story, ah. which, if they mean it's animated with movement, <laughs> correct. Now... Yes, it is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, ratty puppets is what we're specifying. I mean, it's not a... It's a bit like a rat. <laughs> but, I mean, in terms of stuff that looks a bit tatty, I think the flumps might have yeah, the edge you, on Yeah, you can one. have that one. You get that one. Flump, flumps beats Otter. That's what the headline is he holds up in the Cheers titles. On on Boxing Day, I've got the magic of Lassie as well, which there's probably a puppet dog at that at some point, probably. Well, it's definitely it's had a warm hand on his entrance to death. So. <laughs> I mean, someone shoved their hand up. It's a number, next one! Nine, number nine. Oh, number nine is Thing They Would Never Show Now. Oh. I'm going to guess that you have, sir. I have a few. Sir, how's about... <laughs> well, no, I, I've I've got a few here. Um... Oh, God, I'm going to have a look. Tell me if you've got while I have a look. <laughs> 9.55 on Christmas Day morning, I've got Rolf at Christmas. Oh, ow! Featuring, <laughs> featuring the children of Overly Middle School Chester. Rolf and 200 young guests <laughs> bring you a selection of Christmas songs. The children of overly terrified private school. <laughs> and then at five forty-five, I've got Jim will fix it. 
Uh, both of which I've written about in the new book. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I can't. No. I mean, I've got Charlton in the wheelies. Charlton looks like a Roggen, but... Point to me. Next. Uh, 15. 15. Oh, another Twitter suggestion. Joe Scaramanga gave us the Val Dunican prize for shows you can't believe lasted as long as they did. <laughs> Uh, I mean, a bit early for me to for, for either of us to get in on this in '81. I think. Um, does the generation game count? Because I'm quite surprised that that continued for as long as it did. At this point, well, it was new. But... It does really, because I think that starts in about '71. Right. So it shouldn't have still been going by '81. Ah, <laughs> uh, I've got this is your life. Oh, there we go. That's from the '50s. Oh, Crossroads. Okay. Crossroads started in '64. Uh, I think. Yeah, draw. Yeah, okay. Draw. What do we? Are we having half each? No, we'll, ju- we'll, we'll just have one each because it doesn't matter, does it? Don't matter. Uh, don't, really, don't don't matter. Don't matter. Next number. The last one in 1981. Yeah, 17. 17! Uh, uh, another one from Twitter. Stephen Dowell says feature length Christmas edition of a sitcom. Oof. Uh... Oh, I've got a. F- mm. I was thinking I had a 40 minute Metal Mickey, but there'll have been news or something. And also, fuck Metal Mickey. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Do not fuck Metal Mickey. <laughs> you, you will get electrocuted at best. So, yeah, my, my, my sitcoms are both regular length ones. Got only when I laugh, which is half an hour. No points all round. Yeah, no. Nothing. Uh, so, so, we'll leave 81 there. We will. Buy 81. So, buy 81. Thanks for coming. <clears throat> Uh, and we're going to have a little break between each one. And I decided to keep it 80s themed. Right. You know, uh, with the features. And of course, what is the ultimate important historical record other than my books on the 80s? I, I don't know. What What is? Smash hits, isn't it? Isn't it? Smash hits. <sighs> okay. So, I, I've got uh, from the Christmas 1984 Woolworth special. Right. Will you be watching the Queen's speech? <laughs> Okay. So the message in 1984, the Queen's Speech, were the lessons that adults could learn from children. Right. With film featuring the christening of Prince Harry. Now, as I've taught my grandma how to program the Virgin Media on demand box about 14 times, I'm assuming that Harry will have been in a similar situation. (laughs) So I'm going to give you 10 names, Mm -hmm. and you've got to tell me if they would or would not be watching the Queen's Speech in 1984. Okay. Number one is Ozzy Osbourne. No. No, he says, I've got more chance of seeing God's right lung. (laughs) Which I quite like that. That's good. Uh, Number two, Johnny Marr. No. No, not because he's militantly opposed to it, he just finds it really, really boring. That's fair. Uh, Number three, Gary Newman. Um, Yes. Yes. (laughs) I'm fanatically royalist. I love hearing her talk. Don't know why. I, d- that, yeah. I mean, I'm flipping a coin every time here, basically, for this. But, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm quite pleased by that. Number four, uh, Pete Burns from Dead or Alive. Oh, yes, definitely. Well, he says, I don't really watch TV, but I'll be making it. I love Queens. Right. 984, probably. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess it's just uh, anyway. Number five. Number five. Rick Mail. I reckon he says he will be. Uh, amazingly, yes. <laughs> Not because I like the Queen. I just love telly. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, Tracy Ullman. No. 
No, but only because she'll be in LA. And she says she'll miss it. <sighs> okay. Number seven, Andy McCluskey from OMD. Uh, no. No, absolutely not. I love the royal family. Okay, <laughs> good. Well done to him. <laughs> Number eight, Chaz Smash from Madness. Ooh. Now, I actually know all of the other members of, Sa- of Madness's uh, <laughs> Queen's Speech watching preferences. He's the one I don't know. <laughs> You've been doing your census again, haven't you? I have. You're nutty, but, you're nutty by end of year wrap-up. <laughs> but I somehow missed off the Smash family. Um, yeah, well, it... <laughs> Not to be confused with the Cadbury Smash family. Who yeah, I'm going to say that, yeah, but you're yeah. just a lot of aliens. Yeah, good work. Uh, I'm going to yeah. say yes, he does. Yes, he, yes, he will. He likes Prince Charles a lot. He's good. <laughs> Not bad like you thought. <laughs> uh, Hold nine. on a second. Does Charles Smash know that Prince Charles will not be on the Queen's speech? Because <laughs> it will be the Queen. <laughs> The first, the first thing, as soon as someone invents a, a, a time machine, they need to head back and inform Chaz Smash that Prince Charles will not be part of that broadcast so that he can he can use his time differently. Yeah, no, it's ruined. ruined. <laughs> Number nine is Toya. Uh, no. No, no, I won't. I can't listen to someone who talks so slow. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the royals. God love her. And... I, I didn't know how to put this on Twitter or not. I thought I'd save it so you could hear it first. I'm not a fan of Prince Andrew. I think he should wear a chastity belt. <laughs> Seriously. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, so you like your music, but so you're bang on that. Absolutely. Allegedly. Number 10. <laughs> Number 10, Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, sorry. Number 10. Tom Bailey from the Thompson Twins. Uh, yes. No. Oh. He says, no, I think it's stupid. I wouldn't actively waste my time trying to dissolve the monarchy. And I certainly wouldn't give them a moment of my time for any other reason. The monarchy is probably a sociological museum piece and a rather expensive one at that. So uh, that makes you look a fool, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah it does. It does. Yeah. It doesn't make yeah, him look a fool because we've still got a monarchy 30-odd years later. <laughs> it's me. Yeah. I'm, I'm we're, the foolish We're going to Thompson twins, are Hello. Glad you could make it. Happy Christmas. Welcome to the Smash Hits party. Dump your coat, grab a mince pie. You want pop stars? They're all here. I wonder what Banana Rama wants. Hello, everyone. This is Siobhan. Wishing you a happy Christmas. Please send me a pound. And a happy Christmas from Sarah. And please send me Al Pacino and six poodles. <laughs> hello, this is Bobby from Bucks Fizz. I hate Christmas. <laughs> I say hello. My name is Chess Smash. I don't need no stinking fans, but I hope you have a happy Christmas and a gay new year. Ciao. We'll move on to 1985 and the schedules of doom. So, uh, <laughs> without any further ado, give us a number. Uh, three. Simon Hart. Oh, you're going to win this one. <laughs> Come on. Edmunds in festive knitwear. <laughs> Well, let's let's have a little look through. Let's have a little look through. Uh, I know you do, because I've written the book on it. I'm just... Look, can you just let me have a look? Uh, let's see. Christmas Eve, Telly Addicts. Oh, you've got Telly Addicts at all? Yeah. Uh, oh, flipping heck. 
What is it that you're thinking of specifically? Oh, is it the Noel Edmonds Live Christmas Breakfast Show? Piss off. Two hours. Two hours from the post office tower. What time did it start? 11.55am and finished at 2pm. And do you know what? Do you know what ITV had in in response to that? No. The black hole. (laughs) Now... I would watch the black hole. I quite like the black hole, um, but that, no, that, it's not no, going to. It's not going to no, win. I've given you the point there, but I feel you should have it removed, possibly. <laughs> like when Mutley has his badge taken off. <laughs> so next number, uh, eleven. Eleven is a Twitter uh, option. Paul Bovey gives us Christmas dinner sitcom disasters. Ooh, I've got one. I bet you have. Because um, I had to bloody watch it. <laughs> I'm looking for I'm looking for sitcoms. Did I mention uh, I've got a book out about 80s TV, which meant I had to suffer things like Fresh Fields. Oh no! On Christmas Day, a Dickens of a Christmas. Uh, basically, there is a there's a whole setup about oh the kids are coming this Christmas. Quick, we better invite all the neighbours. And one of the neighbours walks in and everyone applauds. And uh, Anton Rogers comes back and he's got the turkey and she goes, "That's not the turkey. That's too small." And then there's a knock on the door and it's the woman with the real turkey. I really I can only describe it as forty five minutes. <laughs> You remember, obviously, Freshfields had a, a follow-up. Freshfields, yeah. And other than Julia McKenzie, everyone in that episode is dead. <laughs> and most of them didn't even make it to the sequel. <laughs> so, you know, something to think about. I mean, my my Christmas Day sitcom is, uh, is Only Fools and Horses to Holland Back, which I don't... There's, well, no, because there's not a Christmas dinner in it. <laughs> no, if you'd have had the first uh, Christmas special, yeah, yeah. Christmas crackers, because that is it's a weird one. The first Only Fools and Horses special because it is basically just a sketch show almost. Yeah, it's just funny jokes about Christmas dinner, then funny jokes about crap presents, and then funny jokes about going out on Christmas Day night. I I've got so yeah on Christmas Day I've got Heidi High and then Only Fools and Horses, neither of which are Christmas themed, despite being. <laughs> Hour long, well, Only Falls and Horses is 90 minutes by the look of it. So. Yeah, I see you could have had that for last one, I suppose, couldn't you? Yeah. I think that means Baker gets a point. It does. Yes. I've never thought I'd cheer fresh fields. <laughs> as long as you're not cheering um. fresh fields, that's fine. <laughs> Next number, please. Two, one. This is from our old pal Tim Worthington. Never heard of him. I know. Hi, Tim. He says, likelihood of a character being asked by a child if they're the real Santa and then <laughs> replying, ho, ho, maybe I am, son. Maybe I am. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I've got the man in the Santa Claus suit Christmas Day with Fred Astaire, so I'm assuming that happens in that. I've not seen it. Probably. I mean, I've got Mind on the Orient Express. I'm not entirely positive, but I don't think that happens in the movie premiere for Boxing Day, Who Dares Wins. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, it might. I mean, the SAS go behind enemy lines. Dress for Santa. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not really seeing anything where this could. I think that's a bust. I thought there. Oh, there's a cartoon which Santa goes to visit some children, but I haven't seen it. So. No. Do you think there was any of that in the Battle of the Monster Trucks? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say yes, there was, and therefore <laughs> you get the point. 
a monster truck dressed as Santa. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Not painted as Santa, dressed as Santa. It's <laughs> a giant beard on it. <laughs> Please, internet, make this happen. <laughs> monster trucks, monster trucks at Christmas. You remember <laughs> Next! Uh, 19. 19! Someone from Star Wars slumming it. <laughs> Ooh. Was Schnorbit? <laughs> Schnorbit was not in Star Wars. <laughs> That's the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> was there anyone from Star Wars at Midnight Mass? I mean, maybe. Uh, the Queen wasn't in Star Wars. Yeah, no, I think we're... Uh... No, I think we're tapped out on this one. Yeah, sorry about that. Okay, 20. Uh, 16. Shit Disney! (laughs) Oh, I have got... I'm winning this one. I'm winning this one straight away. Go on. Christmas Day, at five past ten, the Gnome-mobile. Don't forget, I have got, at quarter past eleven, the Black Hole. (laughs) Have you ever seen the Gnome-mobile? No. No. It's about... It's about a car, right? Mm. And also some gnomes. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's the premise. The gnomes have a serious problem, Ben. That's the premise. Ah, fine, you have that one. <laughs> <laughs> Come, I can guarantee a dozen grandchildren at your knee. And every one of them proud to claim Maruti is me middle name. We go on to another bit of smash hitsery. Okay. And I've moved up to 1988, and I'm sure you all remember the boop, the singing uh, talent of Tiffany. I remember her. Yeah, you were remembering her, but you were thinking of Debbie Gibson. No, so. Not <laughs> Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, so, in 1988, Smash Hits pitched the Are You Smarter Than Tiffany quiz. Right, which was... I'll be honest uh, with you, some of it's not... You're not going to get them. Is this what Noel Edmonds later stole the format from? Yeah, Are You Smarter Than a Tiffany's? <laughs> she wasn't available after the pilot, so they just had to get a lot of kids in. <laughs> so, number one, pop music. Who is the new Clark Dackler? I don't know. Now, you see, the answer was Phil Fornelli, because uh, he was the uh, singer in Johnny It's Just. Right, of course. Do you think Tiffany got the answer right? No. I'm sorry? Question <laughs> mark. Who's Clark Dackler? Oh, okay. Well, so, well done, well Tiffany. Done. I am on board. You got, one, you got one of those. Food! What's more horrible than raw fish? God, you can tell this is 30 years ago. Uh, shit. <laughs> Human waste. <laughs> Amazingly, that's not what Tiffany said, but oh, I she had. So. Faculence. She said sour cream. What? Oh, Tiffany. Number three. <laughs> spelling. How do you spell Tanita Tickerum? I don't, as a rule. No, come on. It doesn't come up. Uh, T. T. Good. Yeah. Is that enough? Can we stop this? I think no. No. Do you think Tiffany ought to spell it? Probably. 
she asked if it was two words. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, dear. Number four, geography. Is Moscow or London closer to the North Pole? Moscow. It's correct. Uh, do you think Tiffany knew the answer? Yes. Her answer was, I think so, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a second there. Whoops. Yeah. Yeah. Number five, poetry. What are the poetical allusions of the phrase rattle and hum? I don't know. The answer they put is Lord knows. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Do you think Tiffany knew what rattle and hum was? No. Do you know what rattle and hum is? No. It's an album by U2. Oh, okay. And she did not know either. Number six, history. What caused the Second World War? I mean... <sighs> I it's mean, very sim- complicated, sim- but I'm going to no. guess the answer they went was Germany invading Poland. Is Yes, is the correct answer. Do you think Tiffany knew the answer? No. It's not Tiffany Sherbing, but... <laughs> oh, man, I'm glad my teacher's not here. Wasn't the Second World War the Nazis? Okay, so it was mainly Hitler. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. I mean, no... She's, but I'd understand if, if an American said it was because of, you know, the bombing of Pearl Harbor or something, but... Yeah, wow. Uh, maths. If someone gave you one Johnny Hates jazz single on Monday, two on Tuesday, three on Wednesday, and so on, how many would you have by Sunday? 28? Yep, correct. Do you think Tiffany got the answer correct? No. And I'm basing that on her responses to the previous questions, not on an assumption that she can't do maths. She said seven. And finally, biology. Why don't animals smile? I mean, they don't have the right muscles in their face, I'm guessing. It says, when was the last time you told an animal a joke? <laughs> I, f- I forgot that smash hits were dickheads. Was fun. Uh, and Tiffany said, I'm sure they do. Can I think of one? Uh, So, well done. You are officially smarter than a Tiffany. Good. Tiffany spruced up her show this year with a tougher look for herself and the addition of four dancers who really liven things up. But she hasn't lost the contact that she has with her audience, be it by waving or shaking a hand. She says her most memorable incident with a fan was when she went to visit a little girl who was dying but wanted to meet her. I was nervous about her meeting her, and she was thrilled to death, and you know, it's about meeting me, and really nervous. I said, of all the people that you could have wanted to meet, I mean, this was your last request, for you to pick me is a real honor. Because I thought to myself, she could have picked Michael Jackson, anybody, yeah, and she picked true. me. And we go into our final Christmas schedule of this well-thought-out episode. <laughs> Don't ruin it. As we go, Christmas Eve to Boxing Day 1989. Okay. Uh, so we finally remember, we remember bits of 85, but 89 definitely yeah. probably watched telly non-stop. Yep. So give us a number. Four. Number four, Paul Abbott says, Animals. Shows featuring animals or with animals as a lead character. Okay. So what have I? Let's have a look. The, I've got, a, I've got a, a trick one. I've got the return of the Pink Panther. Yeah. No animals. Got got legal eagles on Christmas Eve. <laughs> oh, I, I have got animals in action. Baby birds with Keith Shackleton. Okay. I've got, so I'm fairly sure. Uh, that... Hold on, hold on, Ben. Hold on, I can beat that. 
I've got a Merry Mirthworm Christmas. Right. I sat through that (laughs) for the book. Spoilers. Oh, it's so bad. (laughs) It's so bad. I think we both get a point for that. Okay, fine. Uh, But, oh, that, no, Merry Mirthworm Christmas is one of those. Bert Worm comes and he just wants to help, but he, he causes people to be injured. Right. And so someone quite rightly tells him to fuck off. <laughs> and then someone else goes, for shame on you, it's Christmas. And then they all go out to find him in the snow where it's freezing and a blizzard and no one can find him and they all have to come back and they're, and they're like, oh, he's dead then. <laughs> and then it turns out he was still in the room where they'd left him. Right. No good. He'd fallen asleep. So Prick. it's... <laughs> It's about a dead worm that wasn't dead. Yeah, yeah. I equate in the book to drinking bleach. So. <laughs> Good. Should we carry on? Yeah, we should. Next number. Ten. Uh, our pals Lisa and Andrew over at Round the Archives gave us... Well, they've said festive Yarwood mystery. Well, oh. I'm prepared to accept anything that's got mystery element to it. Okay. I mean, so Christ- Christmas Eve, I've, I've, got a, I've got a Peter Houston off... Death on the, Mi- the Nile, not Death on the Mile. That's that's a good one. That's a mystery. That's a good one. Uh, I've got The Woman in Black. Ooh. An adaptation of that, which is pretty bloody mysterious. I'd, I'd call that more spooky than than mysterious than a mystery. It's. Uh... I've got a Miss Marple on Christmas Day. I'm doing oh, all right bloody for you. Well, I... you definitely win that then, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Next. Next. Ooh. Uh, five. Five is Lethal Amounts of Cliff Richard. Ooh. Now, this wasn't a Chris... 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 It wasn't a Chris Richard, uh, number one. Okay. But I do have Cliff on the Christmas Sunday Sunday special with Gloria Honeyford, Jason Donovan and Joanna Lumley. Okay. Um, have I got any more? I'm looking. I'm looking. So, uh, 105 on Christmas Eve, Joy to the World... A spectacular celebration of Christmas in the 70th year of the Save the Children Fund held in the Royal Albert Hall. So Cliff's in there. Ah, I need another one. Was he in On Her Majesty's Secret Service? No, he wasn't in On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Did he do the theme tune? (laughs) No, he didn't. Uh, All right, I think that's a draw. Is it a draw? Yeah, I'll take a draw. Um, He's not in Bergerac. uh, Next. 20. 20 is from our pal Cridoff. And he says, barely animated US special at 4 a.m. Ooh. Now, obviously, this had to be an 89 one because we didn't have all round TV then. No. Uh... I've not got anything Christmas Day. Christmas Day starts at 7 for the Beeb, going to this. Ah, I've got ca- I've got cartoon time at 5.20. No. And I've got Scooby Goes Hollywood. Oh, no, you, you've definitely won this one. The BBC yeah, 5. was... 5.15. <laughs> the BBC was still holding off starting that early at this point. Uh, and TV AM had the Punky Brewster cartoon, so... Uh... Followed by Benji Zax and the bloody alien prince. <laughs> Let's do 14. Uh, 14. Stephen Dowell says... The big Christmas movie that bombed at the box office, but we're still trying to make a big deal out of showing it anyway. Ooh, interesting. Um, no, I've, I've got, I've got nothing. I have the premiere of Paul McCartney's "Give My Regards to Broad Street" Ooh. at three twenty. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that falls into the category of making a big deal of it. No, but I can't think of anything worse. <laughs> and finally. Number 18. Because uh, we can't keep doing these all night. 
2018 Star Wars knockoff. Star Wars knockoff? Yeah. Oof. Shit right. sci-fi. I've got an episode of Galaxy High School at 6am. <laughs> and Benzie's axe and the alien bloody prince. Uh, I do not seem to have any sci-fi on. That's weird, isn't it? Well, I have one uh, on Boxing Day mm-hmm. at 2.30 called Return of the Jedi. <laughs> and I think it's uh, as close to uh, Star Wars knockoff as you're prepared to get. <laughs> and if I get that one, that puts it at nine each. And what merrier way to end a Christmas episode than when there's both failing something <laughs> <laughs> Happy Christmas and Happy New Year. But before we go, one final list uh, to see us out for Christmas. Uh, and uh, we will be back with a Don't Let's Chat Nights next week. Uh, thank you to everyone who, who got involved with this episode. But I mean, sorry if y'all didn't get read out. We've got loads of them just to get through. And uh, you know we were we were sent them at Don't Let's Chat uh, on Twitter and uh, some uh, on the Patreon patreon.com slash Don't Let's Chat as well uh, where you can get the bonus nights episodes. Yes, and uh, I'm really very fond of those. With the they are incredibly stupid. Yes, <laughs> but good fun. They're they're, they're a, really a bit more meandery, but yes, they are a bit more meandery. Uh, and if you think this isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. This this recording is meandering. You you will have turned this into comedy gold, my friend. <laughs> probably, a, probably it looks like gold, but it's probably a Twix wrapper. <laughs> uh, so please, if you would like to know more about 80s TV, my book is at benbakerbooks.com. Org, uh, priced very reasonably, and I think you can order it up to the 19th, and it'll be definitely arriving. Or if you have them, Amazon Prime, probably you could probably order it on Christmas Day, and it'll come day before, I don't know. It's amazing what you can do when you don't pay any tax. <laughs> uh, so, uh, before we go, a final list. Uh, Smash Hits, Worst Things of 1989. Okay. Uh, <laughs> do you want to do the numbers from 10 to 1? Go on then, 10. Big Fun. <laughs> 9. Racism. <laughs> 8. Patch Up. 7. 8. <laughs> 6. Wendy James from Transmission Vibe. <laughs> So she's worse than AIDS. And racism. Five. Kylie. I'm, I'm four. School. Three. Snakes. <laughs> Two. Bros. Did you write this list? <laughs> One. Spiders! Christmas spiders for everybody! Goodbye! Bye! Merry Christmas pudding! And we can't call the episodes Wendy James is worse than it is. Hello, come in. 
Nice to see you. I'm not David Hepworth, and welcome to the Christmas Was Better in the 80s party. And if you want 80s stars, they're all here. Hey, who's there in the corner? Hello, this is Ken Glamorous, acquitted of all four charges. And I think you should listen to, I mean read, Bad Baker's Christmas Was Better in the 80s book, if you can read. Hey, this is your old pal Wacky 80s Celebrity, and if you want to read about everything 80s telly related, from Only Fools and Old Seas to The Equalizer, to, to um, Spitting Image, or Alf, you should definitely get a copy from Amazon.co.uk, guaranteed delivery in Prime up to the 22nd of December. Uh-huh. I'm 80s pop star Morrissey, and I'd rather read the book on Kindle, available at Amazon for £2 and 99 pence. Yeah. Oh, Joe, I'm Gobo off Fraggles, and I say bugger Amazon, get somewhere that pays at taxes. Go on Lulu.com and get a print copy before December 18th. Right, I'm off for a pile of shite. Gobo out. Hi, I'm Unspecified Goose, and if you want 200 pages of funny, factual reviews on shows like EastEnders, Cannonball, Mr T's Christmas Dream, The Bells of Astaco, The Snowman, and Yogi Bear's all-star comedy Christmas Capeth, then you want Christmas Was Better in the 80s. It's the book for you. Um, uh, I'm Prince... And I've never heard of Ben... His book, or his massive... And I wasn't there when it didn't happen. Was that a right, Mummy? And I'm Ben Baker saying thank you to everyone who's bought one of my books this year. Christmas was better in the 80s is available now. Merry Christmas to one and all! Uh, unless you're Morrissey. Hey. Well, honestly, man. I mean, you definitely were better in the 80s.